are listening to Prickly and Blooming, brought to you by LaJoy Society. And now, your hostess, Jesse Browning. All right, all right, all right. Hi, y'all. It's Jesse. This is the last episode of season three. We're here. It's summer in Texas. Well, kind of. We've had this very odd, like late spring in Texas here. Like we've had more rain and clouds than I ever remember. It's very bizarre. So the sun is out today and it feels really nice. I I love the sun. So to end our season three, as you know, we're going to do what we did at the end of season two. And I called up, um, well, I don't know. What do you, what do you say if you like connect with someone on the internet? I don't know if we should call it anymore. Um, dialed up? No, that's, that sounds very much like AOL. I don't know. We'll, let's, let's workshop that. What do we say when we, uh, we called up someone on the internet and had a little like check-in. So there's six members of season two that I sat down with and just shared laughs and catch-ups and stories. It's catch-ups. It sounds like we had French fries. We shared our catch-ups. <laughs> oh, all right. I'm just going to stop talking because we have a lot to catch up on from season two. These These women have some great little updates and just quips and stories and moments to share with us. I'll just wrap up season three though. Um, you know, I'm already working on season four. I heard I got episodes recorded for that. And I think I'm going to add some new stuff. There's going to be, you, some things will be new. Some things will be the same. You know, you'll check back in um, in July. I was like, wait, what's next? After June, July. So, you know, we're taking a, a June break and then July will be back with full force. Um, there might be a little surprise in June. I might have a little off season um, fun thing happening in June. I'm working out the details of that right now. If you hear this, you know who you are. <laughs> okay. So grab yourself a relax. It's LaCroix cru- koozie. Koozie. Did you know that those, those are called those little foam things that go around a can? I feel like everybody knows the name of those now, but there was a long time people weren't sure about the name of those. It's a koozie. Um, and they're on my website, which is lajoysociety.com. Um, so grab one of those, rate and review the show, which you've probably already have done. If not, go ahead and do that right now. And, oh, let's take a moment. So this season we reached 10,000 downloads. Season three is when we reached 10,000 downloads. I'm so excited. And I thank you. The old HHG. I'm honored. I'm humbled. And I'm grateful that you all show up every week and hit download and listen and catch up with all these stories and I hope you connect with these awesome women and I hear some people are like hey a guest of yours mentioned a course they took and now I'm gonna take it you know it's happening it's reaching out there and I thank you all and I'm so excited let's go meet let's go meet now we've already met (laughs) let's go say hi to my my friends from season two during our uh, recording I I hope that you don't again yeah. <laughs> I love that you're testing out this tool I will say right now I hit record though so now we're oh, recording oh shoot okay that's okay all you said was what if I fall again let's let's right, tell me about your elbow what happened I went to get up to go grab something and there's a little bruise on it uh, already there's a bruise from just now or that was a bruise from earlier. It actually occurred while you were laughing. 
<laughs> so I am a faller. I fall all the time. <laughs> I am too. I am so, too. So is my sister. And uh, it's it's not my proudest moments. <laughs> but what did I say when the chest was like, <gasps> my elbow I was like, I wish we were recording that. I know. I've told you the story about my first ever time I was going to be with my stepkids around my stepkids' mom. I fell down the hole. No, I yeah. don't know this. Please tell me the story. I've told it, I've told it so many times. Um, <laughs> it was just so funny because, you know, like, of course, I'm like picking out the right outfit and trying to be so confident. You're kinda, like curating this moment. Yeah, it's not going well <laughs> in my mind and I and I don't have a reason to be nervous, but I am and I just don't want to be there. I'd rather be anywhere else and I and we're we're good. It's been fine and I go to leave and she's down on the field with my stepson and I get up to leave in the bleachers and I fall all the way down the bleacher <gasps> steps. Like boom, 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 yes. boom, boom. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And Cash, my money, my ne- my son, mm-hmm. my nephew, my son. My nephew, he's not my nephew. He's my son. Or, yeah. <laughs> he's my son. He would have been <clears throat> five, four or five at the time. When mm-hmm. I fell, I twisted my ankle and I started bawling. He jumped mm-hmm. onto my face and neck and like trying mm-hmm. to comfort me. So I have mm-hmm. this boy on me crying and I'm crying and there was just no, you, it was front and center, you know. Yep, the, yep, whole, was... the whole rest of the morning, Jay, my husband would look at me and we would just burst. He does this belly laugh that I cherish and he, mm-hmm. he would just look at me and we'd try to keep it straight and he would burst out laughing. We'd laugh all over again because it was the worst imaginable like it's the worst thing that could have happened and it right. happened right. and we were fine in fact it made it mm-hmm. funny and gave us a story you know yep you can only go up from there you know it, it can only and i love when you are trying to like like curate and control and like <laughs> control the variables yes. right that like Yes. Boop. Yes. <laughs> so and really bring it back to reality. Like it, uh-huh. really, it really does not matter what anyone, not anyone, doesn't matter what happens in front mm-hmm. of anybody. You know, mm-hmm. it's just such a moot point. It so, is. Yeah. And <laughs> it, let me ask you this. Was it a moment of connection with her too? No, not at all. No. I never really did mm-hmm. even... I don't have a relationship with her, so I never really even looked up, of course, and never, never heard anything. I always just thought, like, I just gave her, gave her, I gave it to her. Yeah. Like, I gave her a point. Yep. You were like, like, something she could laugh at and be happy about. And so that's, from that moment on, I always just remembered, if I'm sad or I feel like the loser she's the winner. So at least someone's winning, you know? And so there's sure. all, there's always a winner. So. How have you been? Good. Good. Yeah. I could not wait to hang out with you this morning. I agree. Same. Mm. Look, I, I, I did my hair. I got dressed. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't, you know, oh, please no. the reason why, cause I'm not feeling very good. I just yeah, rolled out not. of bed and sat on this wobbly, unstable mm, jackass stool. of a stool. This but jackass just threw me a second it ago. Threw you. It really did. Your, your legs went uh, like I could. I was did like, they? Oh, did they yes, really? Yes. <laughs> so I said I wish we were recording. <laughs> and then like, and then like your hand comes up. You're like, whoa. 
Jesse, <laughs> when your mm-hmm. children fall, do you is that the first thing you say is I wish we were recording? Okay. Is that what you tell them? No. <laughs> but you no, think it? No. Um, so truth be told, um, I opened a business in January and uh-huh. the first couple weeks I was working the drive through and there's like anti-fatigue mats uh-huh. and I and I had told my husband they have to be super they have to be really dry before you put them back down because if you don't they're just like sure. you know sure. they're just like a skidding yeah. so he is a man of like goal not so much task sure. like the goal is to clean the mats and then you know you put them back and I said so like much listening no, he just like, he's just like, I clean the mats. That's right. the goal. So one morning I was working and I was working with a coworker. She was on the espresso machine. I was taking the orders from the window and I needed dimes. Oh. I had my, I went to the safe. I grabbed a roll of dimes and I'm walking back and I just, boom, no. you know, my feet out no. from underneath me. The mat, I throw the dimes no. without even realizing Stop. it. They hit the drive-through window. Stop. So, stop. so the <laughs> my hat. I had a winter hat because it was January and it was freaking stop. cold in Texas. My hat falls off. Like so, w- the first thing I did the minute we were slow enough was to look at the security camera footage. Uh-huh. Is it good? <laughs> oh, it's so good. It is. It's, oh yeah, it's good. so good. Like I'm like boom down. But I I'm on my knees and I'm putting my hat back down. And I was like Daniel. Oh my god. <laughs> she took a lot out of my love bank just then, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Daniel Browning, oh, if that's Daniel even your name. <laughs> Full name, Daniel mm. Wayne. Daniel Wayne Browning, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I just told... Um, yesterday, I just told my kids, we were driving to school, and I was like, did you know... I don't know how it came up. I was like, did you know my middle name is Lynn? And only like one or two of them really? did know. Yeah. I like on TikTok where they're like, <clears throat> I've had my dog for six years, and I've never told him my name before. <laughs> And so it's them <laughs> telling their dog their first name. So cute. I have not seen that I'll trend. send you some. Yep, send me that. They're cute. Oh they kind of tilt their head. Like, that's oh, me. I, oh, I love that. Uh-huh. We have you know two dogs and a cat. Uh-huh. And I just asked the cat this morning, who's three? He's about three. And I was like, how much does a three-year-old cat need to eat, sir? <laughs> like, I fed you at eight o'clock. <laughs> Or, or seven o'clock when everybody uh-huh. got up. It is now ten o'clock. Like I think you can survive till <laughs> I don't know lunchtime. Right. You know. <laughs> I think you're fine. You are an active Mm-mm. kitty who's indoor outdoor. You know he spends most of his days outdoors. But yeah. it's been. Are you having the same like crappy weather? Like where is our Texas weather? Yeah, our, we got a blue sky today. I can't <gasps> wait to get out there. Yeah. Good. I I, I have don't the do- have the door open. We've had crappy weather for three days, mm-hmm. and I can't find a really great, thankful, wonderful mood in a gray sky. Can I a moment so, of truth? Same. I know. I, I hate that. I hate to be reliant it, on something, but I can't wait. I cannot be sad on a beautiful day. I just have tried. Mm-hmm. So, and I I. I know by these moments and you know, remember in February where it was real nuts here in the state and then just not, um, but yeah, kind of last week we were really overcast and we had the weekend kind of brightened up and then come Monday. Oh, I was in the city, you know, picking up a, a retrieving a boat. I did not bring socks nor a jacket or outer layer of, yeah, I had, (laughs) I had to run over to CVS across the street from the Uh hotel buy some men's socks and uh-huh. I was walking in socks and sandals because I only brought sandals uh-huh. 
And then about a, a couple hours into the day, I was like, okay, I can't, I need a sweatshirt, a sweater, right. a jacket of some sort. So I had to run to Kohl's. I had a lot of, Too bad. I ruined, ruined Too, my day. Too bad you were only about 20 minutes from my house and you could have mm. just... Mm-hmm. Too yeah, bad you probably that. know what coals I went to. I bet you that is so <laughs> cold blooded. I cannot <laughs> even. Uh, I'm gonna find. Hi. I'm gonna find a spot near you to vacation. Right, about twenty minutes from find an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. About twenty minutes from you. There's and one I, actually like two doors down. And I'm gonna make sweet, sweet love in that house. Yep. And then like maybe send me a video. Okay. <laughs> Of like, not of that, oh God. Jesse. <laughs> of your house. <laughs> of, of my house from the rental house. Do you house. know why she said that? Is because we can't let the other win. So we have to like completely outdo each other. But she didn't know where she was heading till she said not. it. It's just an innate like internal, I must win on this mm-hmm. joke. Mm-hmm. So jokes on her. Yep, she was accidentally so inappropriate and dirty. <laughs> so inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> like she's like it's gonna get can't her podcast is canceled. Bye bye, bye bye yep. podcast. That was that's finally too much for Apple. <laughs> <laughs> They're pulling it there. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, th- those are the best jokes. That was when you don't even realize yeah, you're doing it. I know. Was that your mm-hmm. phone or my phone? Oh, it actually, yeah, there is a... I, was it I yours? Guess gonna, yeah, but it's nothing. I was it's, just making it's... sure it wasn't my computer. Mm-mm. I didn't even hear it. That's weird that you heard Got it. Got it. I'm pretty in tune to that stuff. <laughs> oh, what else, Jess? So I, when are we starting our Jess show? <laughs> with only Jessies in the... Mm-hmm. Soon, because that way I could speak to you more often. And Jess. Yeah. I know when I woke up this morning, I was like... Finally, you know, of course, I'm mm-hmm. just like, yes, yes, let's record. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, finally read the instructions because I never read the instructions. And I was like, oh, she wants to know if there's been an update and there hasn't really been an update. Mm-hmm. And then internally was like, really? Hadn't, hadn't been one? And I was like, oh, because there's been a big one. I think there has. Yes. And what's funny is I, know. I don't require an update, but I this know. morning we must have been on the same wavelength because I was thinking I was ruminating on my day and yeah. like who I was going to talk to. And, and I was like, oh, I wonder if Jess is going to talk about. Well, well, that was how I was. I was like, we'll just mm-hmm. banter. We could fill four oh, hours yeah. if we oh, wanted yeah. to. And mm-hmm. then my my self was like, you idiot. Like I, <laughs> it gave you so much material and you're just going to banter. But no. So we, if you want me to go ahead and just. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyways, um, my time with Jesse was over our blended family and my second mm-hmm. marriage and being divorced mm-hmm. and um, being raised that divorce was not an option. And here I mm-hmm. am in a divorce and the struggles that I have to even accept my own life. And mm-hmm. so anyway, so we've just each week climbed and climbed and climbed with bloody knuckles, just climbing. And, and finally there was this one day about, oh, one month ago, and my children's father called. He's one of my best friends. At the moment we got divorced, we hugged and became, we went from being brother and sister in a marriage to being best friends in co-parenting. Mm-hmm. There was not even a, there. we didn't take a week off, nothing. Mm-hmm. And I always say that's how you know the state of our marriage is that we didn't mm-hmm. even have to take a moment. 
to um, yeah, like we, recover from it or he, whatever. He yeah. may have, but he was a good. He put on a good face because he never mm-hmm. made me feel uncomfortable thrusting myself onto him and my life onto him. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. always been there for me. He's been one of my best friends nonstop for the past. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 20 years and whether we were married or not. And so um, my little boy gets out at three, but my girls don't get out till four. So I sit on his front porch because he lives by their schools. So I sit on his front porch every day for an hour while we go over the kids and talk and look at TikToks. And so we're very close. And so anyways, he he and I, he and my husband don't have a relationship Mm -hmm. to the point where if my husband says hello, he doesn't acknowledge Mm -hmm. that. And um, he's even been over to our home to see like my parents or my brother Mm -hmm. and sister, anybody that, that visits and my husband will just stay to the side or they don't, they don't acknowledge each other. That's been going on for four or five years. Mm -hmm. And it hurt me. I really wanted that to not be that way. I want my Mm ex-husband to be at birthday parties. I want I want to co-parent and I want it, I want my children to see adults acting like adults, not like children. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not that if you can't co-parent well, you're not an adult, but I just was frustrating. And so, mm-hmm. um, so anyways, my ex-husband called and said, um, I'd like to sit down and talk with the two of you. And I was like, oh, hell. And oh God, right. <laughs> you know, like I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to relive any of mm-hmm. it, you know, and so I said, okay. And so we tried for a couple of months to make it mm-hmm. happen. And, you know, you kind of want it to be in the right setting and kid, mm-hmm. kids need to be at school and never mm-hmm. really new- could. Uh, yeah. A neutral space maybe even, right? Or even mm-hmm. more home court advantage because yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Jay and I have each other. And mm-hmm. so we, we had gone somewhere and uh, happened to pop by and drop something off and I said oh my gosh we don't have kids and I have Jay and you're here Mm -hmm. what do you think Mm -hmm. and he's like shit let me get my shoes or something and Mm -hmm. so we sat on the front porch and we sat there for a little while and I really thought we were going to go back through it over with a fine tooth comb and Mm -hmm. I thought that he was looking to rehash some things with me and Mm -hmm. and um he just said, you know, um, enough is enough. Um, I am sick of feeling this way. I felt like I was the loser in the divorce. I felt embarrassed. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had lost and mm-hmm. that's over. And mm-hmm. um, it's time to move on. And I'm mm-hmm. sorry for the way that I've acted, which is the most ridiculous statement on the planet. So making it the strongest statement and stood up and he shook, my husband was on my right, my ex-husband was on my left, and he stood, my ex-husband stood up, shook, put his hand out to shake my husband's hand. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'm sorry, and I would like to move forward. And my man goes, say something so wonderful, say something, Jess, like say something something so intelligent. And my mind Mm -hmm. whooshed me forward into the landscaping and everything was happening behind me at that Mm -hmm. point. And I felt like God was like, no, no, like you're not here for this moment. This is, this Uh, has nothing to do with you. you. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of just black, you know, metaphor, um, 
blacked out in a sense, not physically, but just mm-hmm. I was gone. Mm-hmm. And then finally when I came back to, they, I don't know what they said. I don't know anything that they said to each other, but I know they were both crying. And it was then my turn to be able to say my piece, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. apologize for everything. And it was just one, it was just the most impactful, beautiful things I'd ever experienced in my whole life. The forgiveness that my mm-hmm. ex-husband extended to me and my husband. Mm-hmm. And um, then you could see kind of the timing of it was just so beautiful because my two daughters walked into some pretty heavy, thick woods that week mm-hmm. Yep, and needed guidance and discipline from us. And when he was able to sit down with each of them, which it's just Mm -hmm. so crazy. It's almost like we're all, we all think that we don't know. We think that the kids don't know what's going on or we think, you know what I mean? And they know exactly what's going on. What's going on. So when they feel a shift, a shift happened in them also. And so, so they were both able to sit down with Matt, with their dad. And he was Mm -hmm. able to tell them, look, this is done because mm-hmm. for four years they've had a they've had a blast here, but they've always worried that their dad didn't have anyone. And so there's always this mm-hmm. sadness. And we all I took care of that boy like he was my son for twelve mm-hmm. years and they now do the same. He's just mm-hmm. a tender, beautiful soul that you want to protect at all costs. Mm-hmm. And so he they protect him. And I protected mm-hmm. my dad growing up. And so mm-hmm. yeah, so he was able to sit with both of them and just say this this was a this was a mistake this unforgiveness and it, we've rectified the situation and we're all moving forward as a family and this is how it's going to be from now on so the other night it was my parents my children my husband and my ex-husband in the kitchen mm-hmm. and i just like you know chopping up ground beef crying into the skillet mm-hmm. into like yeah oh. yeah so oh. it was just very Ooh. very beautiful i believe we would say he dropped the rope he dropped the rope he dropped mm-hmm. the damn rope. Rope. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I honestly had to drop it first because anytime a birthday mm-hmm. would come along, mm-hmm. I would text my husband, will you go talk to him? Will you go talk to him? Will uh-huh. you go make amends? Will you go speak to him? Will you go mm-hmm. Will you go apologize to him and, and see if he'll come to the party? Right. And my husband just never would. And it bothered because my husband is a force. And so I just mm-hmm. was like, you would probably go if I would stop asking you. But then if I stop asking you, I feel like you won't have a head, you know, you won't have an urgency to do it. You know, like I was so controlling, so such an idiot about it. And so finally I just backed out of the room again, slowly, like everything else in our lives. And, and -hmm. even afterwards, I, I talked to him and I said, it wasn't for you, was it? Like, it wasn't for you to go over there and apologize. It was, you would have taken the, you would have taken the victory from my ex-husband he Mm -hmm. that the victory is his he gets to go down in history as the best of us i mean Mm -hmm. he is uh, he was the best before and he is now there's Mm -hmm. no way we'll catch up yep yeah yep yeah i get it yeah and it had to happen organically. It couldn't mm-hmm. happen. Yeah. You know, you couldn't schedule it. You couldn't control it. No. You couldn't, you know, and I love that you really even couldn't schedule the the meetup, if no. you will. No. Isn't that great? And beautiful. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And poignant. Yeah. Of like, those are the best, like, 
it's just happening. Right. But Jesse, thank you for creating a space where a story like this matters so much. You know, it does. It really does. Because this is such a human moment. How many divorced women out there right now are like shuffling between this right. ex-husband and husband energy? Yes. Yeah. Because we can sometimes mm-hmm. navigate it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's a hot mess. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. And the the goal is to make it a cold mess, right? Right. right. <laughs> so, you know, even we've only been back together for mm-hmm. a month maybe, but I mean, my brother and sister came in, he came in, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. walked up and he was on one side of the ping pong table with my nephew and my husband and brother were on the other side of the ping pong table. Mm-hmm. And I just sat there and cried, like they're playing doubles ping pong. Like, what life is this? Like what? Mm-hmm. And then we sat around the fire pit and it was my brother and sister-in-law and husband and ex-husband. We just sat there for two hours around the mm-hmm. fire. Mm-hmm. And um, there's so many times now where I'll get home and he'll be inside my home. And it's mm-hmm. just crazy to me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we who should which network should we contact? Which show? Yeah. We yes. need a TV show. show. Just joking. But um he, you know, he came in the other day and helped my middle girl make some brownies. And then he mm-hmm. I had told him he could take a piece of furniture and he'd moved it out of my home and was helping the girls with basketball. And Jay and I got in and got on the ranger and left to go feed calves while he was here. It's just nice. It's just so nice. And everything that the world mm-hmm. tells you is not acceptable because I remember two or three years ago being embarrassed to tell people I was close because they would mm-hmm. say, if you're close, why are y'all divorced? And, right. I, and I would be like, well, I'm close to you. Should we be married? Be, I mean, right. yeah. <laughs> you and I are super close. When right. is should the date? Be, right. <laughs> when, what should I wear? Right. Yeah, so it was, I didn't, you know, sometimes society makes people perpetuate this ugliness mm-hmm. so that they're not questioned for their decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, if I can convince you that this person is a monster, mm-hmm. then you will approve me telling you mm-hmm. I had to get away from him. Uh-huh. That's not healthy for kids. If nope. it's not true, if it's true, tell your truth, but don't mm-hmm. make society happy at the extent of your children. Children. You know, mm-hmm. that's their mm-hmm. dad. That's their dad. That's their dad. That's yeah. their dad. Yep. He, they don't want him to feel like an outsider either. No, no. Mm-hmm. And the healthier, it, uh, the healthier every piece can be, the healthier the, the whole part can be. Yeah. I'm, I don't know what would have happened with your ex-husband, but like, I just want to like take a moment to be like, kudos, mm-hmm. kudos to whatever you worked through, went through, felt, you know, um, finally like just decided to like you, like you said, drop the rope and just kind of let it go. And and this story is so important because it's, I God, I don't want to like minimize it, but it's that simple, mm. you know, right? It 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 it's just deciding, I don't want to do this anymore, right? Right. And and I think a lot of times we fear the other side of like, mm-hmm. well, what are they going to say? Like he might have wrestled with rejection of you guys being like, well, it's too late or something. Right. You know what I mean? Like well, I know you wouldn't, but like, right. but that's what our ego tells us. Right. Right. But that, you know, because that is what probably was made up in his head. Yep. There was honestly nothing he needed to apologize for. There wasn't. Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. you didn't need to say hello back. It's so understandable. <laughs> Why? Yep, yep. And even after, um, Jay was like, did you see what just happened? And I was like, did you? 
like, I mean, we just couldn't, we could not Mm -hmm. believe it. We thought he Mm -hmm. was going to rip me a new one again, Mm -hmm. rip it right, Mm -hmm. rip it right back open. And I'd have Mm -hmm. been fine. I have the tools to sew it back together. But, mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, it was just the truth that you make up for someone else is always just so funny because it's just mm-hmm. never like you think he thinks this and he is still mad about this and he thinks this and mm-hmm. first you're a girl and he's a guy. So absolutely that's not true. That's true. Mm-hmm. And you, there's no way you could fathom what's going on in his mill head. And second, mm-hmm. um, it's just not, it's just not the truth, you know? It's just not. And you, I, and you you mm-hmm. say like he you don't know what's happened you don't know what ha- you, you just mm-hmm. you don't know what's happened in our you marriage yep. or in our co-parenting you don't know what they did you don't know what they mm-hmm. said in court you don't know what they told my mm-hmm. family about me you don't know the mm-hmm. damage that they've done yeah I do I do I've heard it mm-hmm. I've seen it I've lived it I do mm-hmm. know all of that mm-hmm. and if there is a way to let it go I don't say that to make them happier. I say that to make you happier. If there is a way to to forgive the people that you've not forgiven, it's just like winning the lottery or like, you know, if you're in therapy or if you're in yoga or if you're in courses to get better, I mean, mm-hmm. just simply forgiving the person that you've not forgiven is like a years of yoga in a moment in just a <laughs> yeah, moment right then you right. think i've got to i've got to get better i've got to heal i've got to use my tools to heal well one gigantic tool is is simply forgiving and letting go yep i was recently given a tool and i want to share it right now let's hear it um it's like a conversational tool and it's a it's a in these moments that you're having these like reconciliation moments and these talks and it's for, i think i didn't get it from her somebody told me about it when the president get it from her but i think it's Brene brown that started the story i'm making up about you yeah. is yeah do have you seen her special on netflix Oh yeah, that, was that in there? Was yeah. that in that? Okay, the story I That's somebody just reminded me. Yep, isn't that such a great way to start those conversations yeah, of the like story I'm story making, I'm making up, up about? Yeah, yeah, in my mind about you is yeah, and that's a great way if anybody's listening and they need to know yeah. how to start that. Mm-hmm. Start it with that sentence. Yeah, they were swimming laps and she was having such yes. a. <laughs> she uh-huh. was, they were in a lake and she was having mm-hmm. such a beautiful moment. She kept saying, "I love you. I feel so connected to you." And he was like, "Yep." And he just keeps swimming and it happened like three or four times. And so in her head, she had said, she had thought he was like, you look Mm -hmm. so different 30 years later in your bathing suit. I can't do this anymore. She had made up this entire story. Mm -hmm. And in reality, he'd had nightmares the night before about the kids drowning in that very Mm -hmm. lake. Mm -hmm. And he was in an anxiety attack while they were swimming and so when she finally was like, the story I'm making up, and he's like, Brene, I'm counting strokes. I'm not doing right. anything. <laughs> right. I'm not doing anything, anything. you're thinking. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I remember that whole story and it was so great and I related to it completely. Oh my gosh. Well, they don't even yeah. have the capacity to think mm-hmm. the things that we're thinking because mm-hmm. we need a really creative, dramatic mind to make the story up. There's mm-hmm. no way they, that their wiring would ever even get there. 
They don't have that <laughs> that mechanism. <laughs> right. Have you seen that meme of the two, the couple laying in bed, and she has this whole paragraph of what she's thinking, and about mm-hmm. how the night went, and he must just really have fallen out of love with me, and he's questioning his decision, and you go to his thought bubble, and it's. I wonder why I can't get that lawnmower to start. <laughs> and that and that's how, that was what was wrong with him the entire evening. So. <laughs> oh, poo. I, I know. Go. You're going to hand your editor 30 minutes and she asked you for yeah. five. She's yeah. going to be like, thanks, Jesse. Thank uh-huh. you. Thank you so much for your <laughs> <laughs> abundance. <laughs> And then she's going to forget to turn the phone off and then you'll hear a bunch of cussing and stuff. And you're like, I'm still, I'm still here. Here. That was part of the final cut. Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, you didn't, you didn't want 30 minutes. You didn't. Okay. Okay. I misunderstood. No, I, Daniel is actually working from home today. He's out in the living room and Uh I I went out there and I was like, okay, I'm recording with Jess now. He's like, all right, it's going to be a while. (laughs) Tell him I said hello and tell him I I said F you very much for coming to my home, for coming so close to me and not saying hello. Tell him he's already on my shit list. Mm, That's not a good place to be, Daniel Wayne Browning. I sent you an email. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, do you see? Do you know I'm a podcaster if I have my hand on the button and I don't have the button? Oh, I love it. I have this I is my it. hand on the mouse. Oh, you're you're like, I'm ready. Like, yeah, I've got the I'm mouse. ready to stop stop the recording and then have zero okay. control. Okay. All right, ready? We're gonna stop at th- at one. Okay. <laughs> Three, two, one. Hi, Allie. Hi. So what's up? What's new? I, you know what? I keep forgetting to look up like, when did we talk last? I mean, well, we talked last week, but when oh, yeah. did we record? When did we record last? I can't remember. I don't know. I have no idea when that was, to be I have honest. no idea. <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, <laughs> I should I'm look. Sure I, could, I can look it up on my phone while we're chatting, but. Yeah, um, I could look it up of like, so it must have been the fall because. Um, the season ended in December, and so I would have started it in no November. It would have <laughs> July. How to many November. do you do? I do like twenty. I was on cool. July twenty first. So we were full blown COVID when we oh, talked yeah. <laughs> last year. So it's almost been <laughs> a year. It's been like ten. Yeah, months. it's almost been a year. Yeah. So what's what's happened with you since July of twenty twenty? <laughs> well. <laughs> I started um, another job where I'm uh-huh. um, like working from eight to twelve at the computer. My other jobs I can kind of just do whenever I want, wherever I want. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. definitely the first time in a while I've had one that um, changed me, but it's fine. It's dull. It's whatever. I think until touring starts back, it's fine. Um, right. Right. Um, I'm trying to think. What else? I had a birthday in August. I how how old are you now? I'm thir- I'm 34. <laughs> Great, so you'd be 35 in a couple months. Yes, I don't know. We I'm actually been able to like make and save money since I stopped playing music for a living, sadly. And 
yeah, we bought a house. We purchased a house. We're or a condo. We're about to move into. I found out I'm going to have surgery for all my vulvodynia stuff. So that's exciting. <gasps> Ooh, tell us about that. Basically, in about after like nine to ten years of dealing with this bullshit, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I met with like a specialist in Houston, and she was like, "You're perfect candidate. I think it'll be ninety percent better." Wow. She's like, I don't know how your doctor didn't tell you you should do this like right away. Anyways, they like take the skin from mm-hmm. inner labia where your vulva is, cut it all off, and then take vaginal skin and replace it. Like, just stretch it over and suture it and take out your hymen. So it's going to wow. be a, a, uh, quite the recovery, but I was about it to uh-huh. work. <laughs> Awesome. How long will you have to re- like recover from that? Will it be like six weeks, two months? Like, yeah, I guess for? like it's really bad for two weeks and then it gets better. Mm-hmm. And then by like three months, supposedly you can have sex. And hopefully like a month I'll take off from exercising and stuff. Yeah, I would imagine at least. I've like just started to get in like a workout groove going to Orange Theory. And I'm like, I'm going to take a month off and then just like... It's okay. Not back. No, you'll do it. Because you'll be so excited because after that long period of like, you're kind of bedridden for a couple of weeks yeah. at least, right? Totally. And then you're going to be like, get me out of here. I will go to Orange <laughs> Theory three times a day because I want to get out of here, yeah. right? I can't lay in bed any longer and watch Clear Eye all day. Yeah. There's only so many episodes. <laughs> I mean, I've seen them all. Me too. I'm on my second round. I haven't um, done the second round yet. So good. They're in Austin right now, and I just yeah, just want to meet them. Yeah, I don't really know what else is going on. I'm trying to think. I didn't like. So a, tell me. Oh, go ahead. I was say, tell me because touring now as a touring musician, touring now has been off for a year, right? Mm-hmm. It's been a hard year, and I know you have. Like I would probably consider them your colleagues, right? Philly musicians. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, because it's kind of like other entrepreneurs are my colleagues, you know? Yeah. Um, I imagine the same for you. Tell me what's ever, where's everybody landing with it? Like uh, you got a job, right? It sounds like to create, yeah, yeah. Um, you know? Well, is that what's happening with everyone? What, how's everybody like feeling about it landing? And is everybody ready to get back? Are some people quitting? What's going on? I think it's just like a, a range. Harry. Our cat, we took his cone off and he won't stop looking. There's a range of things. I think like personally, I like picked up other jobs, continued with the jobs I already had, um, just didn't play music. And now I'm kind of in a position where I can come back and be a little more picky and just mm-hmm. play like the good gigs and not play all the hustle gigs. And which is hard. It's hard to not be in that mindset. And it's hard to not just want to play all the time. But other people, I mean, never stopped because they didn't have the luxury to. They just played through the pandemic, you know, or they got a job um, when they had to. And other people, I mean, I know people that are already touring. I'm probably, the first thing I'm going to do is in August, which is just to Wisconsin and back. So it's not terribly long, but I don't know. I think everyone's different. I think it just depends on their situation, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it depends on where you are. Uh, yeah. Financially, emotionally, physically, <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy to hear that. Maybe I mean, little, little progress. I I, I love yeah. hearing little progress. It back feels to, it feels better. It feels like it's getting back to normal. Even, but I say that with the privilege of being fully vaxxed. <laughs> I know yeah. that like 
I read in the New York Times today or something that 90% of the population of the world is not vaxxed. And I was like, what? Oh, wow. I guess I didn't realize. Really yeah. puts it in perspective. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, we were, um, we were, it was very easy here. Yeah. Uh, I got a notification in my app that was like, it's open to people over 40. And I made an appointment for the next morning. It was done by 8, 10 in the morning. Yeah. You know, we drove to Killeen. We were like, Mm-hmm. Austin's too crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had family that was trying for weeks and trying to get appointments and on a wait list and this, that, and the other. Are your yeah. two of your kids are eligible now? Um, did it happen today? Because my oldest keeps me abreast um, of the updates. And as of yesterday, I thought it wasn't, it, w- it was approved, but it hasn't been actionized yet. That's what it was yesterday, okay. if you will. Uh, it's not, but they, um, they're probably going to ask me, have you checked? I think they checked this morning on the way to school. If, okay. if you could open it up yet, it, but it's not. As soon as, as soon as Gray can get it, Gray will get it. So, oh, that's so cute. That's, that's like mm-hmm. a rite of passage or something, right? <laughs> right, right. I would say baby's first Covax, uh, you know, COVID vaccine, but it's all our first. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Doesn't her generation too get the? They automatically get the HPV shot. Uh huh. That's mm-hmm. incredible. Yep. 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 I think. Yeah, I think they're done. I think by by thirteen, they're almost fourteen. So, yeah, God, that would have saved myself and so many people I know several mm-hmm. <laughs> several <laughs> years of bad pap smears. Yeah, and frustrations, and yeah, time yeah. and money. Yeah, yes, exactly. I know, I know. it's it's amazing. Um, well, anything else you want to share with us? I love these little check ins. I don't know. I should have thought about this more. No, <laughs> um, no, I did. Um, I did this IOP thing, like intensive outpatient, something for therapy through Seton, um, which oh. which Sims like helped out with, which Sims is like the Austin mental health thing for musicians. Okay. And mm-hmm. um, so for like three hours a day, four days a week for 12 weeks, I did like Zoom, inpa- like outpatient therapy basically. And it was all oh, wow. about like, mindfulness kind of cbt type stuff and that was mm-hmm. really it was kind of once you were doing it it's like jesus like this is so much and it's like ah, it's a lot and there's a bunch of other people and but by the end like i really came out of it with a lot of good skills in terms of like not letting my anxiety get the best of me or you know like negative self-talk so that was really cool that was something that kind of an opportunity wow. just kind of came out of nowhere and so i took it when did this happen couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> was it winter, summer? I think it was, was it in earlier this year. Okay. Was it in response to the like pandemic and people being at home? No, was it, it was just... actually through my gynecologist. Um, okay. They were like, for doing a specific one on like mm-hmm. pelvic pain. I couldn't get mm-hmm. into that one. So I just got into a, okay, if it was, <sighs> sorry, but um, That's... yeah. That sounds amazing. It was cool. What about you? I have uh, did this ridiculous thing of opening a business during a pandemic. Right. That's been fine. <laughs> it was, um, we talked about this last week. I've, I've developed a new um, antihistamine reaction to stress. So Ooh. I have to really be mindful of my stress levels. I have, you know, a middle schooler and three elementary school kids that have, lost their patience with this year <laughs> sometime about two weeks ago. They've all fucking had it. Um, they're doing star testing 
as we speak right now. Why? Probably did like, this morning. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I was so grateful last year when it and it just disappeared. You know, from their from their orbits. Yeah. Um, we try not to like like our way to help is like it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Oh yeah. man, I should give. I wish I had it in here. There was a beautiful note that um, their, our third grader came home with. Like mm-hmm. you. Uh, your child is not this test. There's so much more than this. Oh my uh, this gosh, test, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So this test, yeah, this test doesn't measure like how well they play soccer. It doesn't measure how well they can memorize spiders or, or you know what I mean? Yeah. How well they can, Be you know, all these other things. To their yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a whole page. Oh, I should have That's incredible. That. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So honestly, that's where a lot of teachers land on it you know they really are doing their best to because just the lexicon of that test has taken over like I we never talk about it in my family I'm just like that thing doesn't fucking matter you know but still my kids pull this anxiety in just from existing in in a school you know so but there is a lot of messaging like that of like it it, it matters we're gonna we're gonna take it seriously but we're gonna remind the children how much more they are than this test score it doesn't matter yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. know one thing. I started the uh-huh. uncomfortable truth thing since I talked to you last because you were my yes. 11th person and we met oh. in July and did this. Oh, and that very was good. like a little, almost 11 months ago. Tell us about that. Um, it's on Instagram Live and I invite people on and we talk about mm-hmm. uncomfortable truth. Mm-hmm. It's great. Very informal. I loved your conversation. I thought about it a lot. Uh, me too. Who else have you? Tell us about who you've had on. Mm, this year I've had on my friend Carrie and I, uh, Carrie, oh my gosh, she is actually my friend. I do know her last name. <laughs> Carrie Bickley. <laughs> I know those Twilight moments. Musicals, and we talked about body image and I can't really recall who else I've had on. I've had too many people on, but um, yeah, not too many, but I've had 11 people on, so I can't remember, mm-hmm. but it's been mm-hmm. great. And I also like since, Last summer, I kind of extended my idea of Uncomfortable Truth, that album that I put out, mm-hmm. to some videos. And it's like four different videos about different kinds of privilege. And they're animated by my friend Sila here. And they're like four different little vignettes that were off the album. So that's mm-hmm. exciting. I released one last month. And then I just released one on Monday, the second one. So they're about Very like cool. violence, poverty, mental and physical illness, and then like women's rights. So it's been Very fun cool. to put those out. Yeah, that's. I love that you're mixing all this media up. Yeah, I got to just producer. juice that women of my album. <laughs> right. <laughs> Remind me, when did the album, it came out right before COVID or before COVID? In April before? of COVID. Okay, it was right in the middle. That's what I remember. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, what can you do? Oh. What can you do? Like timing is everything, right? Yeah. Timing is everything. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say we'll wrap it up for now. Okay. Well, right. thank you so much. This was fun. I love talking to you twice in a week. Me too. I know. How exciting. Thanks for stopping by, Ellie. Bye.
Okay. All right. Well, everyone, I have Cindy with me now. Hi, Cindy. <laughs> hey, how are you? Hi. I'm well. We started talking and then I was like, wait, I got to record. <laughs> Cindy's got something to tell us. What's new, Cindy? Yeah. So um, last time I was on your show, we talked about mm-hmm. Finding Our Wings, which was an anthology book that I had done with six yep. other women entrepreneurs. Um, and I actually um, released a new book in February called Don't Fight Mad. And it oh. is... Um, part memoir, part self-help, part inspiration. Mm -hmm. And then just last week, I launched a companion journal that goes along with the book. And um, yeah, and it's, 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 it's very, very cool. I mean, it's still like Finding Our Wings uses martial arts as the metaphor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But um, the entire first section of the book is really about memoir. And it starts off, you know, with my childhood being raised by two very, I think, very courageous people. Um, Mm -hmm. My dad came from Mexico. He was a migrant farm worker, absolute abject poverty. You know, if you've Mm -hmm. been to Mexico, and you've seen the shanties mm-hmm. with the corrugated, you know, tin or mm-hmm. the cardboard. That's yeah, the, that's how my dad was brought up. Mm-hmm. And when they would come to California, they would come through Central California and work in the camps. And they had, you know, they weren't like walls; they were tent walls, mm-hmm. and they didn't have running water, restrooms, or anything like that. And so then they would come up and they would travel with the crops mm-hmm. and go back to Mexico. And then when he was 12 was when they moved permanently to California. And, uh, you know, he had been born barely this side of the border. So he was technically an American citizen, but he was raised, Mm -hmm. you know, down there. And so he was able to be, (laughs) he was able to be drafted. And so he went into the army and spent time in Korea. And so at any rate, you know, my mom's not Mexican. And both of their families were not happy about this relationship. Um, You know, this was back in the 60s, early 60s. They Uh got married in 1960 where, you know, you would go, you would still see signs, no Mexicans allowed, that kind of thing. Yeah. So um, they sort of flouted tradition and got married. And I tell one story in the book about when my mom was pregnant with me and they were looking for a place to live in San Jose. And um, my mom found this really cute duplex, really liked it, met the woman. And she said, you know, I'd like to come back this evening with my husband when he comes, when he gets off work. And the woman was like, yeah, great. You know, and so she comes back. (laughs) She comes back with my dad. (laughs) She opens the door and she takes one look at my dad and looks at my mom and says, there will be no half-breed children in this house and slams the door in their face. Oh, I mean, I figured I could guess what was going to happen. I didn't know that was what she would have said. Wow. Yeah, it was ugly. It was ugly. So. You know, that's the kind of stories that I that I grew up yeah. hearing about. My dad, mm-hmm. when he was when he was ten, he was responsible for holding up the flag at the end of the rows so that the crop dusters knew where to spray the poison. Oh, okay, yep. Mm-hmm. And right. and like, he said, you know, where's this person? Come here. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a little yeah. Mexican boy. I don't matter. Right. And right. you know, he said there were lots of babies born in the camps who had, you know, birth defects and stuff like that. And he just, yeah. you know, breathed that stuff because they didn't care. They didn't know. Whew. Yeah. Boy, they didn't know back then too. Yeah. They also didn't care. Yeah, but yeah. Like I, I just, I do you ever wonder of like what we're doing now? 
Yes. That in 50 years. Every day. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. I do that. Like, what is going to be that in 50 years? Well, you know, I mean, everything that we think, oh, we're doing this great thing where we're, you know, we're using mm-hmm. battery powered ca- cars. And then you hear right. about what it takes to make a battery or get rid of a battery. And you're like, <laughs> okay, I'm destroying the environment no matter what I do. Yep. So No matter what. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so the beginning of the book is is just all mm-hmm. memoirs, you know, talking about that. And, you know, I was um, the sort of the golden girl. You know, mm-hmm. I was straight A student in high school. I was a great athlete, blah, blah, blah. I got recruited by colleges all over the country. Um, ended up, my parents really wanted me to go to Stanford. That was kind of their big thing, you know. The but big, yeah. It's like 30 minutes from my house in San Jose. It was a big deal. And so mm-hmm. I applied, got accepted, and then uh, my big rebellion, I went to UCLA. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then a year later was home, dropped out of college because I, uh, I had a baby. And so that whole beginning of, this, of the book talks about, you know, what my life was like, how it was on this pinnacle and then crashed and burned. And, you know, not just unwed mother as a teenager, which is, you know, like such a stereotype, but, mm-hmm. you know, two failed marriages, you know, domestic abuse, I mean, you name it. Um, and then how do you recover from that, you know? And then I talk about learning how to fight. And um, and how martial arts really became sort of a metaphor. And the, the title of the book, Don't Fight Mad, comes from a, a time when I was, I was working with this one black belt. I think he was like a third or fourth degree at the time. Mm-hmm. I was like a blue belt. So, you know, an intermediate student. I didn't have a first okay. grade. But we're sparring. And whenever we would spar... You know, anytime somebody would score a point on me, I would get so mad. And I wouldn't get mad at them. I'd get mad at me. Like, you know, uh-huh. I should, I shouldn't. How, do you, how, you could, how could you have let that happen, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so uh, at one point we're fighting, he scores on me and I'm mad. And I'm just, you know, I'm just going to make up for it with stronger, harder, you know. And, uh, and he stops me and he goes, Cindy, don't fight mad. When you fight mad, you miss what's coming, you don't see what's coming, and you miss opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I mean, talk about a life lesson. Yep. Right? And mm-hmm. so that became the title of the book. And that's one of the seven steps in that middle section, the self-help section. But it, it really, I mean, you don't have to be a martial artist to get something out of this book. To, agreed. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's wonderful. And then the journal, a companion yeah to read like does it go along with the reading or then to take uh afterwards it's a little of both it's a little both so in the second section of the book um at the end of each one of the seven steps there are some questions and then the companion journal takes those and really broadens them and deepens them so you know for somebody who's been through the ringer and Mm -hmm. and it's you know it could be it could be something terrible that happened to you or somebody mm-hmm. did something to you or it could be because you made some really stupid mistakes and you, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the reason that you're mm-hmm. what I call out of the ring, you know, you're just a yep. bystander, you're just yep. a spectator. How do you yep. get back in the ring? How do you yep. find the right ring to get into? How do you get ready? All of those kinds of steps. There's seven different steps. And so the journal gives you an opportunity. I mean, there's lots of blank pages in there. There's lots of prompts to make you think and really consider who have you been? Who are you right now? Who do you want to be? How are you going to get mm-hmm. there? And and then the last section in the book and then also in the journal is all around, you know, once you've gotten to that point of 
success, you know, where you've mm-hmm. really kind of transcended some of that tragedy. It's easy to kind of put a bow on that and stick it on the shelf and move right. on, right? Right. <laughs> but I, my argument is that, especially as women, we need to pass it on. There's somebody out there who needs a hand up because she's going through something similar. And the hard-won lessons, they shouldn't be in a box on the shelf. They should be shared. Mm-hmm. And that's why we do the show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> my show. Exactly. I was like, oh, what a perfect segue. I'm like, and, you know. <laughs> I believe that so much that I will record your story so other people can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. Perfect. <laughs> that was a perfect, like, uh, boy, we put that in a bow. <laughs> <laughs> Cindy, you are, I'm, you're amazing. I'm so proud of you. I can't believe that I didn't know. I love not knowing what the updates are going to be. But I was like, oh, and she's like, oh, I got a book and a journal. Yeah, watch this, you know. (laughs) I'm so happy to know you and I'm so glad that you came into my orbit. Thank you so much. You're such an inspiration. And I love what you do. I love the guests that you have and just the eclectic nature of it and your passion for women and, and showing us who we can be and how we can be more and how we can tap into what is innately in us. Totally. And then just like you said, it's like when you can get to your good footing, turn around. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Cindy. It was lovely to check in with you. It's great to be here again. Oh, and before we go, yeah. uh, we'll put it in the show notes, but where can people find your book in journal? Oh, uh, well, you can find it just about everywhere. There's a couple okay. of different versions on Amazon. There's a black and white okay. version because there's a lot of photos in there. There's a color okay. version, but those are the paperbacks. There's okay. a Kindle version. So those three are on Amazon. You okay. can get the hardbound version on barnesandnoble.com. And you can get the audiobook on, oh gosh, a variety of different things. Go to my website, but Kobo.com definitely has it. Mm-hmm. Audiobooks.com has it. Cool. And uh, you can uh, you can get that. And that was actually, I have to tell you just a really quick little segue. Yeah. So my brother is a, a voiceover actor and he has oh, a studio cool. in his house. And so okay. I went and spent two weeks in California and actually got to do the audiobook myself, um, oh. which was super, super fun. I've n- I mean, I teach speaker coach. I do speaker mm-hmm. coaching, but I'm I don't right. know, not trained in that way. He is. And so he edited it and did all his fancy stuff with his cool stuff. And uh, it was really, really neat. So, yeah. So I actually narrated my own book this time. Oh, I love that. I like to hear um, authors' voices on. Yeah. On books. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Well, cool. Everyone go find Cindy's book in journal and bring it into your orbit. Well, thank you, Cindy. Thank you. I've got Hannah with me now. Hi, Hannah. Hey, how are you? I am swell. I love saying swell. You know, I, I changed my <laughs> changed my lexicon to well, you know, years ago instead of I'm good yeah. and well. Now I'm like to do it. I'm swell. <laughs> I love that. That's a little more fun. Yeah. Um, I was about to ask you, and, and then I said, wait, let's hit record. <laughs> I'm like, what's been going on? How are you? I'm really good. Thanks for having me back. Um, so I Yeah, I guess I've been pretty busy since we last chatted. Oh, I'm excited. Tell me what's happening. <laughs> um, 
we closed on our new house. Oh. I don't know if I mentioned it on the last time I, I was on, but... It might have been um, afterwards. I think you and I might have talked about it. Okay, yes. yeah. Yay, uh, my husband and I, thank you. We bought our first house and we got moved in in October. Oh, um, very good. Been dealing with like weird furniture and appliance shortages. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> kind of very strange, but just going with the flow as best yes. we can. Yes. Let's see, we eloped. We weren't actually married last year because of COVID. We postponed mm-hmm. and we decided to just elope in the mountains and it snowed after. Oh. Um, and we ate pizza in our hotel room that night for our wedding dinner. Um, I love it. <laughs> it, was, it was fun. Um, you I know, we'll do a it. party later. But mm-hmm. yeah, so we did that. Um, business is going great. Really enjoying awesome. my job and my work. So yeah, mm-hmm. everything's been good. Just busy. Awesome. So I have to insert myself for a hot second. <laughs> Your elopement sounds like my elopement. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. And it was like way not COVID time. I just think that you made a wise choice. You know, you can say that COVID made you do it, but like, I think it was a wise choice. We yeah. we ran off to Vegas and got married in our flip-flops. We both wore like all white cotton outfits. I don't know. I bought Oh, that's it. so fun. Mm-hmm. And like flip-flops and at the time I could drink beer. I didn't know how to say that. We drank like <laughs> Miller High Life tall boys on a bench <laughs> on the streets of Las Vegas and like gambled. And I don't even know what we had for now. Oh, we ate at a, the restaurant in the hotel, but like... That sounds like a great time though. Yeah. And then we had a party later. Yeah. We were going to mm-hmm. do something small anyway. Uh-huh. Um, so we were like, it's just good. It's going to work out fine. And we yes. even had like, we got cupcakes from a place mm-hmm. near our house and brought them with us to the mountains. Um, you know, he had a little bottle of champagne, so it was oh, good. I love it. Did you yeah. let anybody know that you were doing it or did you really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We let our parents know. Mm-hmm. And then um, a couple people who were safe to drive down came as our witnesses. Okay, cool. Um, you know, all masked up and all that good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, we had got to have a couple people there um, to sign our paperwork. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was cool with it. They were like, sure, go do your thing. Oh, that's cool. I'm, I yeah. hope, I hope that a lot of people felt uh, off the hook for, <laughs> you know, for like yeah. a big giant wedding. Like now is the time or last year was the time to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we don't like like that much attention and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it worked out really perfectly. And the finances, like, yeah, I talk for a hot minute how much weddings cost. <laughs> I, I'd rather, you know, put that money down payment. toward our down payment mm-hmm. for our house um, mm-hmm. and celebrate. And, you know, there are many other ways to celebrate. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And like, vacation you know that's an important yeah, thing we're gonna, to put when we know. can finally go on our okay we're gonna do, gonna do it do? right Good. uh well yeah we had planned to go to london last year um mm-hmm. that's still the plan assuming we can get over there safely at some point mm-hmm. um gonna stay in like a four-star hotel eat what we want do what we want mm-hmm. um you know we like museums and tours and stuff so mm-hmm. it's a good place to go for us that yeah it really is we had um 15 year anniversary was in October and what's so, right in the beginning of COVID I remember racing around making sure I got my passport renewed I have a really great <laughs> photo like I was like this will be done by October you know I only thought that for like a real once the kids um school was canceled for the whole year that I was like oh this is not you know yeah. this is not going anywhere for a long time but I remember nope. for the first few weeks I remember rushing around <laughs> because you know you have however long you don't want to rush that passport so I was like get it in to get it renewed and it came like maybe like summer last year and I remember being like oh, glad, I, 
Glad I wouldn't get that done. <laughs> <laughs> At least they're good for like 10 years though, yeah, right? Yeah, it's good for 10 years now. I'm sure that office was got real slow last year. You know? Probably, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, well, hopefully soon we can all go on our trips that we want. Yes, we'll have like a 15 plus one anniversary trip this year. (laughs) (laughs) Traditionally called 16, but (laughs) 15 plus one. I like that. Uh, Oh, how was your first um, home buying experience? Uh, yeah, it was interesting. Um, mm-hmm. We we built because around here, oh. that's like, that was the easiest way to like get in the market. Oh, very cool. Um, yeah, so we we did that. We put our deposit down on the house. Literally, I kid you not, like two weeks before COVID. Oh wow. Um, but luckily, like we got locked in before all the like prices skyrocketed. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And there were there weren't really any delays. Um, on the process, but it was, you know, kind of weird because we had to go do our closing, like sitting in our car and (laughs) it was, you know, it was definitely not typical, um, but it all worked out and, you know, we're just so lucky to be here and so, so grateful. Mm -hmm. I saw many, I saw a TikTok, (laughs) (laughs) you know, the whole series of like, tell me your whatever without telling me. So there was one. Yeah, those ones are good. Yeah, she was like, tell me you're rich without telling me you're rich. And I was like, oh, gross. And then this, of course, the stitch part of it was this guy laying, like all sprawled out on top of a pile of lumber. Oh my gosh. I mean, accurate now though, right? Accurate now. um, We were just talking about it with our banker just coincidentally a couple weeks ago because he uh, bought some land, but is like not building yet. He's like, I can't. That's insane. I know what the price of lumber used to be. And it's like 300 times or something ridiculous. The cost of lumber is, I don't know if anybody listening, if you haven't checked into that commodity yet, check it out. (laughs) It's insane. Just for your own information. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm so glad we built a deck in October of last year. Yeah. Yeah. It's only gone up. We don't really have any lumber needs right now. Yeah, yeah, we don't either, luckily. Yeah. Um, we're not like DIY people, so. We are DIY people. <laughs> okay, the but, most we can do is like paint a room, and even then we're not like great at that. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, well, when I say we, I say my husband is a very <laughs> DIY person, and I'm the one that's like uh, dragged along. <laughs> Fine. Fine. We'll do it ourselves. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday I uh, was at work and there, uh, so I was eating my lunch at my you know cafe and there was mm-hmm. a guy at the counter and he was I was could tell I was like oh you know the first time here and they were talking with the cashier and then I of course started blabbing and he was a contractor and then he ended up looking at the rest of the building we need to remodel before we left and he was like yeah it's just me and this guy it's we're gonna pass on you know it's too big of a project and I want to be like we could do it. <laughs> And we probably will, you know. Yeah. But I res- we were like, I respect your, you know, we didn't say this, but like, I respect your boundaries. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everyone knows what their limits are. Yeah. Everyone knows. We don't. <laughs> uh, what was your like biggest change in your life since COVID? You know, like has anything Ooh. stuck where you're, because you were working from home already. Yeah, I was already working from home. My husband has been working from home full time since then, which that was a big change. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. um, you know, it's worked out fine. Like that's good. We like each other, obviously. Good. So. Do you each have enough space? This is like a, I think, an important component. Do you each have enough space to work separately? 
Yeah, we did in our apartment, mm-hmm. um, but then now that we have the house and it's bigger, we each mm-hmm. have our own office space, um, Good. you know, with our own doors and different floors of the house even (laughs) so you know like this call very easy won't disrupt his work so that's that's been helpful I'd say honestly the biggest change is like just not being able to really go anywhere Mm -hmm. um I was never a work outside the home person like I don't do well at cafes um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to do like editing um Mm -hmm. too many distractions yeah exactly Mm -hmm. but just the fact that I you know, shouldn't really be going out to do like X, Y, and Z or Mm -hmm. just not being able to go see people in general. When you work from home, it's so solitary. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are the fun parts is to leave, to go to knitting class or whatever, right? Right. Or like, Mm -hmm. oh gosh, have to go to Target Mm -hmm. to get this thing I forgot for dinner. But, you know, should I be going to Target five times a week in a pandemic? Probably not. (laughs) Their curbside is amazing. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So, but luckily with moving into the house, now we have a neighborhood with like sidewalks um, so it's safe to walk Um, so that's my that's my big get out of the house everyday activity now Mm -hmm. yeah and also zoom calls like I never did zoom calls before COVID and then all of a sudden everyone was like can we do a zoom call and it was like I mean sure I bet that helps Um, your industry right like it yeah it's mm -hmm. it's great I love that Mm -hmm. authors want to get on a call with me now Mm -hmm. yeah exactly um yeah, that, that FaceTime with each other, I think, mm-hmm. just helps the relationship, the editor-author relationship. So that, it's honestly been really good. And then you actually get to see people's full face. Yeah, but there's so much. Um, so uh, as we're recording right now, everyone, I can see Hannah, uh, <laughs> but we're not recording the video because I don't have time to press this video. And what's the point of that? Um, and I've been on other podcasts where you can't see the other person. And it's like, what a huge difference. Like just, yeah. you know, to be able, you can see visual cues. You can, you know... No it actually feels like a real conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I've had to make a couple of phone calls recently have, just to set up interviews for job interviews for people. Yeah. And it's really because my emails were like not getting returned and I would think they were going to spam and all that because it's like a new mm. email address. That's my long yeah. story. Um, <laughs> so I've made some phone calls recently and it's really funny how all our phone etiquette is like. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't know how I'm going to go back out into the world and conversate with people. Yeah. Um, I forgot how to do that. I know. At the end of one of the voice puzzles, I was like, you can just text me back. (laughs) I'm sure they appreciate the flexibility though. Because I'm also, I'm also interviewing much younger people. Like they're like a generation younger than me now, you know? So I'm like, okay, I've made the connection. You just text me back. It's fine. Yeah. Us younger, younger millennials and Gen Z really don't like phone calls. Really don't like phone calls. I've heard about it from so many places. And like at at my place, a couple people like, I can't use the phone. I have phone anxiety. I'm like, okay, well just psych yourself up. (laughs) The phone is ringing. Somebody's got to answer it. Yeah. I mean, you know, the phone's fine, but text is just so easy. It's so easy. Gosh, so easy. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I don't want to... See, I have to be very mindful because I could talk for 30 minutes with everyone and then we have a five-hour long... <laughs> yeah, I don't know that a five-hour long would be a right? bit, bit much. <laughs> Mini-sode, a five-hour long. Oh, Hannah, it was so lovely to catch up with you today. Yeah, thank you, thank for you taking so much. Time. Yeah, thanks for having me back. It was really good to um, speak with you and see you on um, yes. video again, even though the listeners can't. Yeah, right? <laughs> All right. Thanks for your time, Hannah. Yeah, thank you.
This is Samantha, everyone. Hi, Samantha. Hey. Hey. I'm back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, remember, everyone, we had to record. Uh, this is weird. You have weird podcasts. Let's go back to this weird podcast, yeah. Juju, because we had to re-record her episode because it was like a sound ding, issue. Ding, 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 yep. ding, ding. It was like Morse code. Yep. <laughs> yep. And now I'm holding my, my microphone and hoping to it. God. Because right now... Anything. I'm coming. I'm coming to you from my therapy office. So. You are. I've, mm-hmm. This is a sacred space. Yeah. I like. I'm glad Welcome to be part in, of your guys. sacred space. Thanks. Thanks. I. Uh, you're in my bedroom. Hey. <laughs> hey. You know, as a sex therapist, I like that. Yeah. <gasps> Isn't that perfect? Look, there's my bed. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What's been going on since I? You know what? I've been meaning to look up. Every, like I'm like, when did we talk? Like, look to see when it was scheduled. I, but you know. I feel Whatever. like it was summer vibes. I feel like so too. That's what. We but it was also was. like a little cold, so it was a little seasonally different. So I'm not uh-huh. sure if it was real summer vibes or if it was like fall in the south. It was definitely I, around yes. then. Yes. Um, yes. Since then, what has happened? Um, mm-hmm. I finished writing a book. <laughs> uh, so it'll be book number four, and that's coming out August second. It's called "In the Wake of Stars." So it's still in the series, right? It is. It's the last one. Oh. It's the last. It's the last. And remind me never to write a series again because it was so nerve wracking. Because <laughs> I have, like did so much pre like research and like I reread the books just to make sure I like covered up every like storyline right. and I answered any question and what have you. Um, but it's coming out August 2nd in the wake of stars. I'm really oh, excited. I'm um, so happy for you. And then I say that, but then I started another book, which is a spinoff in the same universe but not the same situation. Right, so you don't have to be as detailed to tie up, shore up the, no, I'm just you know, doing whatever. I'm doing whatever I want. Do I, whatever. <laughs> You're whatever. Whatevering. I love it. Um, That's so, a good hot tip for anybody out there wanting yeah. to write a... Don't write a... <laughs> don't write a series. It's, and let me... You, I shouldn't in, say that. Right? I shouldn't say that. Series are great because you can do all the things and you have all the right. time to do all the things. But know what I you're just, getting into? Is that what you would... Yeah, like yeah. be prepared to go back and reread mm-hmm. your manuscripts or your books or whatever they end up mm-hmm. being at that time and like kind of write yourself note. Like I literally had like a mm-hmm. two-page paper mm-hmm. just being like, I gotta wrap this storyline up and like whatever happened to so and so and like oh. is this relevant? I never said what this was, but I hinted at it. So I better like come out and say it. <laughs> so, oh. Like yeah. keep yourself a working timeline, if you will. Yeah. Like draw your character take character diagram or I don't know what it would be called <laughs> I mean I did do genograms which is a okay. therapy tool for yep. like, all my main characters where it, a genogram is a fancy family tree mm-hmm. and I made a genogram for everybody I and I was like this person and this and like what happened here so oh like, yeah. I would love that because I love to tell stories about yeah. like not uh, of course real stories but like make up stories my friend and I did an episode of that where we looked at photos and made up like basically stories oh you God, know which I is like that. the genogram yeah. yeah if you need help making of genogram so I would be right oh, there I with got it. you. I got yeah. you. We, it was really great. <laughs> I was like, okay, we got to stop. We're at like an hour and a half and we could go on and on and on. And we uncovered that skill like purely coincidentally. Mm-hmm. Like, co- no, that's not the right, the right word. Whatever. You know, we were talking about a photo of somebody we saw and then mm-hmm. we both like 30 minutes later, I was like, oh, you can do this too. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. It's a skill. I mean, you basically oh, wrote a whole book. Yeah. No, I we gotta did. I got to type it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just record it and then Siri can transcribe that by now right I mean it's like our well, series is done word will so I'm a big so I got you know you guys I talked about the learning disabilities yes. in the podcast episode and mm-hmm. I am slow to the uptake because my word 
But I think Word has always been able to do this. I just never like put it together. But the last two books, I feel like are so much better than the first two because Word was reading back to me what I wrote. And it was like, oh, that doesn't sound good. My editor that goes the other day when she was um, wrapping up the fourth one, she's like, I could really tell a difference that you used the read along (laughs) feature. And I was like, oh, thanks. But it's a beautiful tool. So that's amazing. I don't even know about, tell me about it. What it's, so it's in Word. So yeah, so it goes under the review tab and it says like, okay. a read aloud. And uh-huh. you can now, I, so I updated my computer, I guess, okay. since the last time I saw you too. So now it's got different voices to read to me. Oh, like and like I can do the speed. Voice. Yep, I can do the voice. And like, it's really nice to have it read back because then if something doesn't sound right, it, right. you can tell in the robot voice. And then you can tell like, oh, I need a little bit more here that didn't make sense or like this didn't flow right. This is a weird sentence structure. So it was like a really beautiful tool that like took me forever to find. That's a great idea. So I've taken a couple during COVID, I took a couple writing classes virtually. And they, of course, like everyone will recommend that you read your stuff out loud. Yeah. But that seems so much better because mm-hmm. even reading yourself out loud, you can make yourself make sense. Does that, yeah, you yeah. Know I mean? You're, you, you can know, become blind to it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know what you were trying to say. So you'll kind of make that up in mm-hmm. your brain, mm-hmm. but so have somebody else. Yeah. Another, I still yeah. like read myself my own dialogue when I'm writing it. For sure. But mm-hmm. when I'm going to the like editing, like my own self edit mm-hmm. phase, like it is mm-hmm. a great tool. Like that has like yes. changed the game. Oh, so, look at yeah. hot tips, everyone. Hot tips. Hot tips. Guys. Hot tips. I have word read to you. <laughs> oh, that is oh, that's great. What else is going on? How's your how's your um, you know, sex therapist life? Oh, busier busier than ever. I'm so, so grateful. It's, so it's true what I've heard. So what I've heard mm-hmm. is that therapists and therapy have just blown up um over the last year. Oh yeah, like, we're super popular now. Super, and we're legit. Yeah. I got vaccinated in the front row. I get considered yeah. like legit now. Uh, my practice is thriving. It is mm-hmm. full. I'm having a great time. I can feed myself, which would I kind of call. I, mean, I could always yeah. fed myself a little bit, but I'm hitting my own financial goals and yeah. making everything come together and, and working out. I love the people that I'm working with. I mean, I've always loved them, but like. I have a great caseload mm-hmm. that every day I come into the office, I'm like, who is coming in? Oh, they are. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. What's going oh. on this? You know? So oh, it's just, wow. it's amazing. It's super great. And um, has I, that stride happened since like COVID? Like since, you know? Yeah. I want to say yeah. like mm-hmm. July of uh-huh. last year, when it, it just was like really. a crazy roller coaster. And then the beginning of this year, I started to realize like I couldn't be the best therapist ever if I didn't start setting some boundaries with myself because there was like mm-hmm. a baby discussion about maybe adding another day so I could see more clients. But then it was like, all right, then you can't write or you can't mm-hmm. do workshops and I'm still doing workshops and so well, back to doing workshops, you know, COVID kind of paused that for a minute. Yes. Um, so yep. like now I'm doing workshops and teaching and doing all these other things, uh, hanging out on podcasts sometimes, you know, so sometimes, it was like, you know. Yeah, so if I had added a day, I would have to make the choice of like, are you just a therapist? Are you all the things that you were doing? Right. So what workshops do you do? I have a workshop next. Well, I would say next week, but I don't know when this episode comes out. But on (laughs) May 22nd, I'm doing a workshop. Oh, yeah, this will come out after that. So you did it. By the time this is out, you have done it. Oh, man, it was so amazing. Everyone loved it. Um, But it's a (laughs) workshop on working with the Latinx community as a therapist. Oh, so you're, you're training other therapists. Yes, yes. Oh. Yeah, and then I'm doing a guest lecture appearance. I'm gonna call it appearance because it sounds mm-hmm. way cooler than just like I'm guest lecturing. But a guest yeah, lecturing guest appearance. appearance for Mercer Uni- 
diversity and their sex mm-hmm. and love class. I call it sex and love class, but I think it's like human sexuality or so. I don't know what right. they call they it Right, they make now, it, uh, they educationalize the term. Yes. Right? <laughs> and I'll be talking about sexual health in the room because I think what I found over the last year working with COVID and such mm-hmm. is that I really need to be diligent with my clients to keep mm-hmm. up on their medical health. Like therapists always forget that we can reach out to doctors and other helping uh, professionals, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, especially if a client comes in and they're on a plethora of medications and they don't even know why they're on medication. I'm like, we mm-hmm. got to get to the bottom of this. Or right. if they haven't had a physical in an age, it's like, well, mm-hmm. we got to get, what? we don't know what's going on behind the scenes and right. I can't do that. So we got to go see oh, somebody. So like they'll come to you because mm-hmm. like the, the um, symptoms are creating problems, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like they're they're on all these medications that are interacting, which are affecting yeah. their their sex life basically. Or, or just like a, for a while, um, for like six months, I was only mm-hmm. getting clients that were basically coming in being like, my penis is broken. Yes. Well, um, I can do all the talk therapy, but I also all. need to know what's going on physically. Right. And I can't, I don't have that that power to do that. So mm-hmm. we need to work with a urologist. We need to mm-hmm. work with your GP. We need to work with some specialist mm-hmm. in order to get that behind the scenes, inf- what I call behind the scenes information, mm-hmm. right? Like we could be doing all We need to check that off. We need to co- yeah. like make sure there's not an actual physical And I didn't realize until recently that I was like the only one doing that. Oh. I was like, this is not a Samantha Hugan original. Okay. So, <laughs> or, what? <laughs> or if it was, go ahead, trademark that. <laughs> I, okay. Right. I guess. <laughs> the Hugan treatment. I want the Hugan. There you go. Which one is. One day. Yeah. One day. Uh huh. You heard, we, we heard it here first. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> oh my gosh. And that would be, would we call it somatic? Right? That's already its own thing. Yeah, that's, that's true. it's kind of like the phys- physicality, like uh-huh. you know, symptoms uh-huh. coming out in a physical way or having issues in a uh-huh. physical way. But it, I guess it would be like the Hugan treatment or like uh-huh. just the Hugan theory of therapy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm the, I'm really excited to talk to this whole... to the med students about like uh-huh. you can do therapy, but then you also have uh-huh. to be aware of like the medical side because uh-huh. if you don't, you're missing so much of the, of the story. And you know what I just realized that a lot of times, so the medical community has gotten into that and they will send people to the, the you know, mental health treatment, but it's not going yes. back this way. No. You're right. It's not going like, no. I think that's, I think that's a common thing of like. Therapists are afraid <laughs> to actually admit that they are uh, medical professionals. A lot of imposter syndrome. Well, I think we've gotten, um, can I swear? I can't remember if I can swear. Of course you fucking can. Okay. Okay, good. Because we've gotten shit on for so long. Like, oh, mm-hmm. therapy, mental health isn't real. It's like, woo-woo. Right. <laughs> and it's like now that we are seeing the mm-hmm. effects post-COVID. I'm saying post-COVID, but I don't even know if that's correct. Like, as we go through this mm-hmm. pandemic, but we mm-hmm. might be at the end. Question mark, question mark, yeah. question mark. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think now we realize, oh shit, the physical and the mental are so important and they mm-hmm. stand together and on their own. Like they need to, mm-hmm. we need to do both. Yep. And so I think now all of a sudden everybody kind of feels, when I say everybody, I mean therapists feel like actually we are legit and we are worthy. Instead mm-hmm. of like bowing down to the medical community, it's like, we are part of you. Sit we are down. Part, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Golly. Golly. podiatrist therapist all of us all in one big house you guys yeah because we're all connected even if we don't Mm -hmm. want to admit it out loud sorry you need us and we need you the end Mm -hmm. the end well i feel like i'm about sassy as shit (laughs) today (laughs) it's a leopard print 
girl, you know, I always got to wear a little bit. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That's probably the difference, too. I now have so much leopard print. It's not (gasps) even funny. So you dove into that during, you know. I'm now my authentic self. Full, Mm -hmm. full blast. I like that. Mm -hmm. I, I, funny you say that. I was at a store yesterday and I bought this shirt. Mm -hmm. And I always think... That I'm like, oh, no, I'll just get a neutral. I'll just get a regular. I'm wearing, by the way, everyone, I'm wearing a red shirt with like floral prints on it. Like, like a, a purpley pink, maybe purpley a little pink. fuchsia yeah, flower very, moment. Very, it's really cool. Like, I love oh, it. Oh, it's really cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a Calvin Klein. I got it like Marshall's. I love it. For a good price. But I had that moment where I was like, oh, well, is there anything like in the black or the neutrals? And I was like, because I walked by it and I'm like, eh, and I put it back down. And I was like, are you forgetting me? You are the red floral shirt. Yeah. You are yeah. not the black yeah. shirt. Yeah. Stop. Stop. Yeah. And at that same token, I bought a dress that's like a mauve pinky color, mm-hmm. which I was like, oh, I don't usually buy that because it kind of like washes me out. I'm kind of a light white girl. <laughs> um, but then I put it in my closet. And I was like, oh, I'm glad I bought this because it's all blues. I have all blue yeah. dresses and black dresses. Yeah. So weird. No, but I'm not I, a blue or black person. I am going to just wear leopard until the end of my days in oh, some okay. way, shape mm-hmm. or form. I wear all the jewelry, all the, pe- pe- the leopard pieces, mm-hmm. a blazer. Which is funny because, like, a in flat. the series, in the Starless series, they I mention a bla- blazer, like, a lot. And so everybody thinks I'm the main character because she, had, like, rocks a oh. blazer. And I'm just like, first of all, it started as a joke. But I really do like blazers. Same. But I also mm-hmm. am like, I want to be authentic. And mm-hmm. I'm so tired of not embracing that. And now I just, I went, you know what? Life's too short. If y'all have a problem yeah. with my outfit, it's your, your problem, not mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so two things about this one, nothing, is there anything better than a blazer and a t-shirt, like a good t-shirt? Mm, I don't think combo? so. I think nothing I better. that look. Yeah. Yeah. There's one second. I came across this like TikTok phenom last mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. She's like a grandma and she does like outfit of the days oh and she's God. in like a total grandma outfit. And she's like, and if you don't like it, you can leave. And oh she made God. t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> and you need my, to send that to me and I, I need to see Why it. Why did I not tag them? I don't know. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. And my kid knew it. Gray, the 13 year old who's like, you know, how I joined TikTok to know what was going on with yeah, Gray. Yeah. Um, who's blocked me, by the way. We're not, <laughs> we're oh. not connected. Yeah. I know they asked for a, a social media boundary with mm. parents and I, I respected that. Cool. <laughs> But but so now what we do because Gray loves my TikTok feed like Gray's like you get all the funny videos because like we're in such different like worlds right. and t- so right. we kind of do this nightly recap <laughs> where I share some TikToks with Gray oh God, and I they love, love looking through my feed yes. and so they they saw this like this I can't remember her username but Ed Gray was like oh I know this one and I was like oh you do like Gray love the grandma yeah I'm sending that. it to you if okay. you don't like my outfit then leave yeah I don't. <laughs> It's such from the patriarchy, like Ag- putting agreed. women in boxes and keeping them quiet and like, you know, well, unseen. and I will say that women perpetuate that a lot. Yeah. Fuck those type of women, though. Like, mm-hmm. wear your print, girl. Wear your colors. Mm-hmm. Wear that leopard. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Mm-hmm. If you don't real. like it, you can leave. You can leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we both should go, huh? You have this you have an appointment. Sad. I have an appointment at two, yeah. so I have more time than you, but all right. I know. I told you guys before. I think we started recording. I was like, we should never um, do a podcast between yeah. sessions. It's so stressful. <laughs> I appreciate your time so much. Like, I, I was like, oh my god, I got to no, be. But I had to do it. I was like, I, yeah, I'm gonna let you know what's up. Yeah, I love that you're like, I have something to something to do. It's very important. I know. I wish I could tell you what I'm gonna do, but I'm gonna work right. with the client and yeah. go about my day and help yeah. people. Yeah. do whatever they want to achieve mm-hmm. in their life. So. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's good here. At the end of the day, it's very good. I'm very fortunate. I'm having a great time. And I hope Mm -hmm. you are too. I am. I'm doing interviews all day. I'm doing these and then I have to go interview somebody for uh, my husband's like, okay, what interviews? Because then I inter- I'm hiring. <gasps> oh, <laughs> I love that. I yeah, love so that. I, that's I'm more dressed for that interview. Those interviews that's okay. today. That's okay. Yeah. I like I to be it. fancy in my room too. All right. Thank Take you, Take care Samantha. of yourself. Yeah, Bye, you guys. Too. All right. Now I'm talking to Trisha. Hello, Trisha. Hello, everybody. Hello. We were talking about <laughs> how, how Trisha actually came to Texas recently. And we were, we were, we were jazzing. Jazzing? What am I saying? Jazzing. Chatting. What? Jazzing. Where did jazzing come from? <laughs> I love Texas. it. I guess I guess because you're feeling jazzy or I something. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great slip. <laughs> chatting about Texas. Texas. (laughs) Yeah, we were chatting. Um, Texas is very friendly. I had Mm -hmm. a great time. Mm -hmm. Like many people in the world, my brother moved to Texas. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wait, from California? (laughs) Yeah, from California. So many Californians. I know. No way. What a new concept. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. He loves it though. So that's great. Good. Cool. Yeah. So anyway, we just like, sorry, I'm lighting incense. Excuse me. That's what I was doing, everyone. Um, <laughs> I forgot to do it before we started. What's been going on with you? Okay. So, wow. I feel like we have had, you know, I think everyone, you know, has had a year. We've uh-huh. grown a lot. Yep. What's been going on with me? I am actually starting a podcast. I, <gasps> I told you that. No, I didn't. See, I love yeah. this. I love not knowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, it's it's not ready yet, but it will be ready very soon. I'm mm-hmm. super excited about it. It's health and mindset. Very good. So it's what I coach on, mm-hmm. but it's relatable and mm-hmm. it, they're sh- they're rather short, mm-hmm. so they can be like you can listen to it early in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like three minutes, you're done type situation. Yeah, I love it. And we're almost done with with the book that we that I was working on. So, I think yeah. I mentioned it to I you. I think yeah, you had yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. almost done with that. And just so much personal growth. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we, you know, on this journey of being a woman or being an entrepreneur or just a human in general, mm-hmm. if you're per- a person who's into personal development, you're like, yeah, I'm growing so much. How could I ever grow more? Like, you know, <laughs> right. but then you realize there is always more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Things are always unfolding. You are always expanding. You are mm-hmm. always going to learn more about I love that. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. And so you set your intention and you keep going. And I think this year was kind of the first year just being really real that I have ever experienced a mm-hmm. true bout of depression. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people can resonate with that. Yep. And I have so much empathy now for humanity. Mm-hmm. And I always did, but it's like so deep in my core now that I don't know. It was just a, it's an extra exploration of being a human and mm-hmm. what it's like to be a, a person during this time. Mm-hmm. And also you kind of, you know, you go through a lot of stuff and you figure out, okay, how do I react in these situations? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. what, what do I really, 
what does Trisha or what does said person do when their back is really pinned up against a wall and you mm-hmm. feel like you don't have a lot of options? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. do you take the high road or do you go into victim mode mm-hmm. or or do you ask for help or like what do you do in that situation? So I think it's been an incredible, it's been an incredible experience mm-hmm. actually. <laughs> that you know? I. I get what you're saying completely. It's it's something to be able to talk and and think about what depression feels like and have like a theorized idea of it, right? But it's so much different to feel it. Absolutely. And it's it's like taking something and putting it into practice. I, sorry you had to put it into practice. <laughs> but what a great um, range you know, like empathy range. We're spreading our empathy range. And I have a feeling you're right that so many people went through that this year. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, everyone I've talked to has pretty much been like, how you doing? Uh-huh. You know, mm-hmm. how you doing? I thought I had this on lock. Yeah. I thought I knew what I was doing mm-hmm. and my life has taken a complete right turn. And mm-hmm. you know what? That's okay. Mm-hmm. And that like I just thinking I'm getting chills right now because mm-hmm. there are so many silver linings to our right turns that mm-hmm. in the moment we don't know, mm-hmm. but like how amazing. Mm-hmm. Like one example is my brother moving to Texas. Mm-hmm. He would have never moved mm-hmm. to Texas a couple months before that. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't in his sphere of yep. like, I'm going to do this, yep. you know? And so I think there's a lot of... Like it's a, it's been a year of reflection. It's mm-hmm. been a time of people really going within and being like, what do I really want in life? Mm-hmm. Who do I really want to be? Mm-hmm. Like where do I really want to live? And what truly makes me happy and fulfills me? What do I really want to do? What do I really want to do? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so Who much do I really want to spend my time, time with? with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's important. Yeah, when you pull everything away, people are being much more intentional. I think you know, not yeah. putting stuff back in, <laughs> right? To like, we're curating totally. the replacement of everything on the shelves. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. when, like, like, like this like shelf this behind shelf me, behind like, with all, you know, this the pot, you got to wipe it all wipe off, off. <laughs> <laughs> and put stuff back <laughs> where it goes. Totally, mm-hmm. totally. So yeah, um. And you know, it's so interesting. Tomorrow is my 30th birthday. (gasps) Happy birthday. Thank you. So it's like a very special time anyways Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. reflection. Mm -hmm. And I have felt, I have felt bouts of depression before, but this Mm -hmm. was the, this past year, I think kind of in end of February, beginning of March was like Mm -hmm. the deepest one I've ever felt. So Mm -hmm. I have, you know, I'm grateful that I don't live there all the time. And I'm Mm -hmm. also grateful that I was able to put in a practice the Mm -hmm. things that I constantly coach on, you know? Right. Right. Because those are, I was about to say, what, what did you, you know, pull into your arsenal, like to, to get yourself back to kind of the homeostasis? Uh, Honestly, so simple because Mm -hmm. I've, Normally, I would be like, okay, I'm going to move because if you move, it changes your emotion. Right. But I was so low, I couldn't even do that. So yep. mm-hmm. the simple thing that I did is I just wrote on a piece of paper what brings me joy. Mm-hmm. And then I listed every single thing that I could remember that brought me joy from being a kid. I know mm-hmm. this is a, a very common thing, like a mm-hmm. lot of people do it. 
But honestly, it was like the only thing I could do. <laughs> yep. Like, you know, literally that was like the most I could get myself to do. Mm-hmm. And then I started taking off the pressure because that was part of it is I was putting so much pressure on myself to get certain things done and not allowing allowing myself to take in the fact that we were in a very different time, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that I am an extreme extrovert. So I, I get energy from being around people. Mm-hmm. And so it was a big challenge for me. I know a lot of people are like extrovert, introvert. I'm like extrovert, extrovert, extrovert. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually feel, I felt so small because mm-hmm. I was disconnected from all friends, mm-hmm. all, you know, I'm single, all dating, all mm-hmm. anything pretty much. And so I realized, okay, so you're not going to be able to work right now. (laughs) You're just going to have to like not put pressure on yourself to do that. Mm -hmm. And you are going to watch a funny movie that you love. Mm -hmm. And if you get that one thing done that day, you are doing well. Yep. You know? If, if you, you know, I'm going to journal a couple things, even if it's not the most positive, I'm just going to journal what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. Because accepting where you are is way more important than trying totally. to like psych yourself into something better. Totally. And my mm-hmm. friend who's very intuitive as well, she's like, Trisha, you need to feel this mm-hmm. because the longer you don't feel it, mm-hmm. it's just going to keep coming back. Mm-hmm. And it's like human, it's like human lessons, right? It's yes. like when we keep having the same thing coming to us, it's like the universe trying to teach us this, mm-hmm. not teach us a lesson, mm-hmm. but it's but a like lesson. Knock, knock, knock. <laughs> yeah, it's a lesson mm-hmm. that we maybe haven't hear. learned yet and we mm-hmm. need to hear and mm-hmm. we need to, you know, go into that. Mm-hmm. So, is that what you resist persists? Totally. Yep. What you resist, resist persists. persists. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I was, I was resisting feeling those emotions kind of, mm-hmm. you know, some of the emotions that I was processing through. So, so yeah, and once I really sunk in, and I've heard mm-hmm. this with a lot of people, once I really sunk in, I felt my emotions, I cried, I sat there like all day, couldn't do anything, which is, I've never experienced that in my life, mm-hmm. to be honest, but I know a lot of people have. So big hugs to everybody. Oh my God, just big hugs. Mm-hmm. <gasps> my heart, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it was like, things started to open up Mm -hmm. faster. (laughs) I was like, wow, I feel a little bit better. (laughs) I like had a good cry and I just feel like a little bit better. Not like amazing, but just like Mm -hmm. I'm going to go from a little better. One to one and a half. I don't have to go to 10. Yeah. I can go from one to one and a half. Totally. Incremental. It's Mm -hmm. just pretty beautiful actually. And it's sustainable. Totally. Yeah. And it's not overwhelming because if you're that at that keeps point, you in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, there's no way. What does she want me to do right now? She wants mm-hmm. me to jump up and down. I can possibly do anything, mm-hmm. you know? But yeah, but, you know, I also think that's so interesting because here on School of Earth. <laughs> yes. I love this. Yes. The School of Life. Okay. Yes. Um, There's a lot of polarity, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like you're saying, being able to uh, have that range of experience. Mm -hmm. I I don't wish it on anyone, but Mm -hmm. it does make everything so, 
it's a it's a um, an appreciation. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You realize like the laughter with the really intense moments. Like I, I had a moment the other day and it was like such a moment of panic. There was someone going through, well, anyway, someone was having a seizure mm-hmm. and I was there with them and I was trying to figure out exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do I do? What do I do? Right. <laughs> like kind of panicking a yeah. little bit, but I had water. So I was just like, spurring water on the person's <laughs> face. <laughs> and afterwards, we both laughed about it because I must have looked like a crazy person. <laughs> I was just like, I had a cup of water in a mug and I was just like spitzing it with my oh, fingers on the face and then on the neck. And I'm like, oh, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> and it's like those moments, you yeah, know, yeah. of like something so dark is happening, but then there's so much humor. And that is so human. Yes. <laughs> I love that you talked about this because I just wrote a, uh, why did I write an application for something? And I talked about my intense interest in both and right now. Mm, and, yeah. and that being the work that I really am leaning into of like, I am this and this, you know, mm. I am this and both this and, and, and removing yeah. the binaries from a lot of, uh, see, I'm doing it with my hand like a, uh, because yeah. it puts us in this dichotomy and a lot of these then become like adversarial, you know, like you are, I don't know what, an environmentalist or not. I don't know what's another word. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Um, a uh, 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 literary. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But you know, maybe they're not that pure. Maybe there's some gray area. Maybe you know the literate does recycle. Maybe the environmental. <laughs> you know, maybe you the environmentalist. Uh, I don't know. What, they drive a a big giant car. Giant car. I don't know. I, you know, you these know, are bad examples, mm-hmm. but you know what I'm saying? It's like, things are not black and white. Things are not that binary, but we take on these identities and have a tribal association with them. And it's like usually then identified against someone else. And just not only just like identities, but feelings, you know, like I, my favorite is what you talked about, like hilarious moments in like deep kind of darkness. And I had one last year, you know, at, and I live for those moments. It was, you know, my, it was my father-in-law passed last year and when the you know, hospice nurse came and just this really fun situation emerged and we couldn't laugh at it in the moment, but the whole family after we could, after like this person left, we all just like, <laughs> <laughs> and those are just like my favorite, you know, it was mm-hmm. in this intensely, deeply emotional moment. We had this belly laugh together. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of, and I like sweet and salty. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah, I like it too. And yeah. it's that release. We need mm-hmm. that as humans. Mm-hmm. You know, we need yeah. that. <sighs> totally. I, You know what I was going to say about yes. identity mm-hmm. is I've actually been doing a lot of work into identity recently too. Mm-hmm. And identity is one of the strongest things for humans. Mm-hmm. Just our human design, we from a young age are taught to identify mm-hmm. who we are. and what we are, and what we do, Mm -hmm. and all these sorts of things, right? Mm -hmm. And it's quite challenging for some of us to change the core of our identity. Mm -hmm. So as far as like habits, like if you consider yourself just in health or like in anything, but I'll give an example. If you consider yourself 
I am an athlete. That Mm -hmm. is my identity. You will stick to that even after you're on, say, a really competitive team. Mm -hmm. You that is so ingrained in your brain that you will continue to work out four or five times a week, Mm -hmm. six times a week, seven, whatever it is, whatever your standard is, right? Mm -hmm. For that identity. Now, vice versa, if you Mm -hmm. have an identity of always, you know. I don't know. I don't run. Like, I never run. <laughs> I hate running. I'm not. Oh, yeah. I'm not a runner is a great one. Mm-hmm. I'm not a runner. Ding, you ding. will never run. <laughs> you will never, ever run, yep. even though you're probably capable of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you if that was something that potentially could fulfill you, you could be capable, you could do it, and you could get lots of enjoyment out of it. But mm-hmm. we stop ourselves because we say, oh, I'm, I'm not I'm, that. I'm not that. Yep. I'm not that. Mm-hmm. I'm not this, you know? Mm-hmm. And so one thing I've been doing, actually, this is an amazing tool. And I don't know if we have time to go fully into it, but I highly recommend that everyone okay. looks into lofty questions. Ooh, okay. Yes, I love lofty questions. So Ready affirmations down. don't really work for me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that I they kind of lost their luster with mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And they weren't, I was like, I am blah, blah, blah. It just like wasn't. You were going through the motions. I was going through the motions. It wasn't working. But lofty questions actually works with brain science. Okay. So our brain is a problem solver. Yes. Yes. Always. Mm-hmm. Always. It wants to solve a problem. Yep. So we need to ask it positive questions to solve. Mm-hmm. So say I wanted to, I I don't know. Say I um I'm in a workout class okay. and I'm feeling like. I am just going to give up. Mm-hmm. So I'll be on, because I love to do stationary bikes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go crazy. Yes. Um, yes. I'll be like, why am I the best athlete? Mm-hmm. Why do I always show up for myself? Mm. Um, why does the universe always have my back? So you can say anything and you just put why in front of it. Mm-hmm. And your brain, it stops the pattern of like, how is this going to happen? Or... Mm-hmm. When you say I am and it doesn't identify with that, then it, it dis- says it disconnect. Yeah, it says yeah. no yeah, bullshit like, or right, BS. Yeah. Bullshit. No, Sorry. I'm, no, you <laughs> can fucking swear. Oh, you can fucking swear. It's fine. <laughs> it's total bullshit. Yeah, total I have, bullshit. I have one of those brains that does that. Yeah, same. Same. Mm-hmm. So, but if you say why, it kind of mm-hmm. confuses it for a second. Mm-hmm. And then it will search for all the reasons why mm-hmm. you are worthy. Mm-hmm. All the reasons why you always show up for yourself and mm-hmm. not just why, but when else you have shown up for yourself. Right. When has that been true? When has that been true? Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to, you know, manifest a bunch of money, I always say, why am I such a magnificent money manifester, multiplier, and manager? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking show you show why. why. <laughs> I know. And I, I'm like, amazing. You know, you can do it for anything in your life. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of shifts the energy mm-hmm. a little bit. Because you then come up with the because. Which is and the affirmation, your, basically. Totally. But mm-hmm. coming from a, oh, that's bullshit. I'm mm-hmm. not really mm-hmm. in that, you know, to, wow, I have done, there are certain aspects mm-hmm. of me that have proved myself and this to be true in the past. Over and over and over again. Yep. So this could be true. I could believe this. Mm-hmm. I am believing this. You know, it's those incremental shifts that we were yep. talking about earlier. Yep. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm going to look this up because here's yeah, my I moment know. of truth. I've never been able to get into affirmations. <laughs> it's kind of like I can't get into sci-fi because yeah, I can't suspend I can't. my disbelief long enough. You know, oh, like... Oh, yeah. No, I get it. it, it that's what affirmations are. I'm just like, okay, I get the theory. You repeat it. And, but I'm like, well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I yeah. just have too much of a pragmatic brain or something, mm, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Totally. I highly recommend looking it up. It's from two... Originally from two different people, but I heard it first from uh, Mind Valley Vision. Villain, mm-hmm. a vision does an amazing talk on it and he breaks oh. down why it works. Thank you, lovely, for reaching out oh, and uh, just sending so much love to everyone who's listening to this as well today. Thank you. All right, that's it. That's all I got. That was plenty. We had some great laughs. Jess uh, is bruised from her fall. Don't worry, she's fine though. <laughs> I was so grateful that I had got such a response and got to visit with so many of my season two friends and connections. And I hope you enjoyed hearing from people and some people bought homes, some people had, you know, personal growth, some people, you know, had uh, uh, job shifts and all, all sorts of fun stuff, books coming out. Like I just get to know the coolest people doing this show. We're going to say goodbye for a month. We're going to take a month off. We're going to be quiet. I'm going to lean into being a mom and business owner. Oh yeah, I opened a business during this season. It's going really well. Thanks for asking. Um, we're selling lots of lattes and uh, it's going, it's just blown up. It's great. Anyway, like I said, thanks for asking. Okay. Thank you for season three, everyone. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading thank you for rating thanks for coming thanks thanks i appreciate you i appreciate you all all right we'll see you again for season four bye friends everything up to this point has led me here and there's nowhere i'd rather be than to be here all the things that made no sense is made cards left on table